day and welcome to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. I'm Deputy Editor Lorraine Lawson. Recently, I spoke with Andrew Stioff, who is the Senior Manager of Technology Alliances at LogicGate, which specializes in governance, risk, and compliance software. The company partners to offer an AI solution, so I asked Stioff how artificial intelligence automates compliance and if he could explain the business case for using AI over traditional methods. Banks and financial institutions have been managing compliance and regulations for some time now without AI. Why do they need AI now? Yeah, so really what it comes down to is time and effort, I would say. You know, obviously, as technology advances, AI is becoming an increasingly uh, more prevalent part of our everyday life um, all over the world, right? So really, in this particular um, avenue and aspect, it's, it's really no different. So think about a insurance company or a bank that is a national bank. They have uh, branches in all 50 states. You don't only have to think about the state regulations, which can be, you know, pretty far in depth in scope. You can have tens to even potentially even hundreds of state regulations to follow, but also on a federal aspect as well. So some of these larger corporations have hundreds and hundreds of regulations that need to be, um, you know, in scope in terms of their compliance needs. So historically speaking, uh, these organizations would have lawyers on staff that would sit there and manually comb through pages and pages and pages of these regulations, which a lot of them are more so just definitions. And the real meat and potatoes aspect of it is may only be a few lines for each individual regulation. So where AI really comes to the forefront and helps here is it's automatically going to be able to scan through all these various different regulations, identify the key aspects that are not only important to your business, but which can potentially impact you from a compliance standpoint and highlight those. So we're cutting out those man hours associated with the actual physically looking. And then from a cost savings perspective as well, looking at, you know, the cost that you could save instead of having tens to hundreds of lawyers on staff that are charging billable hours for this, being able to have this one machine learning capability and tool to be able to do this automatically for you on a recurring basis. So could you, can you give me an example of a situation that you might use that capability? Like uh, just sort of give us an idea of how it would function. Yeah, absolutely. So um seen a lot of this um, recently as our partnership with the Scent uh, in particular and other regulatory compliance companies have kind of taken off is that, you know, we have um, particular customers and prospects where they have a team of two or three individuals that their sole purpose and their sole job is to come through these regulations. This is all they spend their time on. And it could be on top of also on top of their day to day job. So, Really, what we're seeing is two aspects here. I mentioned the time saving is one. The two is like the human and the user error that comes with that as well. You know, you could be looking at this text for hours and hours in a day, right? You might miss something that's key and crucial, and that can end up turning around and coming to bite you, right? So really what we are seeing is, A, removing that user error and that automation capability as we come to a more agile type of ecosystem in our ever-changing world, right? It's not, you know only doing it right, but doing it as fast as possible and as efficient as possible is really the main key use case here. It's what really is going to be the beneficiary uh, aspect of uh, this joint solution for our customers and prospects and the industry in general. So one use case that I had sort of heard about, maybe you know more about it, is, is LIBOR. Uh, have you 
heard, heard any interest from financial institutions about using it for LIBOR? Um, I have not actually. What what is LIBOR? What LIBOR you... is the the London it stands for. <laughs> ah, yes, yes, yes. So, um, not directly related to my day to day workings, but I know it is out there, and there's similar things in the states. And then, you know, of course, as the whole aspect of privacy and regulation kind of expands um, across the world, you know, you have various different privacy rules that can sometimes relate to this compliance aspect. Um, you know, they, they are exploding more. I haven't heard in that particular instance, um, but I'm sure it, it is a situation where if there's rigorous re- regulations involved with it, it would definitely apply there as well. So one thing I wondered about the AI, I know you have a partner with it. In general, when people apply AI to these regulatory compliance issues, how does that work? Is it a separate system? Does it integrate with current systems that banks are already using? How does it typically work? So how it typically works is it is a separate, but in our particular instance, it's a separate offering, but we are more or less lockstep and conjoined at the hip. And the way that works is that through our scoping, we are able to understand what regulators and regulations are important for you. So again, on a state level, federal level, where are you operating your business, right? And then being able to then take those regulators, be able to ship that over to our partner. Our partner would then be able to scan those and be able to pull out some key informations and tidbits, and those would be called obligations. And so how that then works, instead of bringing in all that text into the LogicGate platform itself, we're able to scan those key obligations and bring those over into the LogicGate platform itself. So as a user, um, bank, uh, insurance company, whoever you might be, you can sit within your LogicGate UI, go to your regulatory compliance application, and seamlessly have all the obligations or more or less the areas of text that you need to review that ensure that you are in compliance with this regulation immediately right into your uh, into your application itself. So again, instead of coming through pages and pages of text, you're looking through three to four, ten lines of text per regulation where you can simply check yes or no. Hey, I am I am you know compliant with this particular piece. I am not. Let's revisit this. And then based on those that you are potentially not in compliance with, you can set up very just different remediation workflows and other actions within our solution itself to make ensure that, hey, we can change that thumbs down to a thumbs up to ensure that you are compliant with these regulations moving forward as well. And so an AS system, I'm sure you're familiar with the market. <laughs> um, in general, what does it cost a bank or financial institution to invest in an AI-based system, and how does it give them a return on investment? You've talked a little bit about maybe attorney fees. Are there other ways in which it gives a return on investment? Yeah, so outside the attorney fees, I think um, the human capital aspect, which is kind of one in the same, right? Um, but a lot of times, you know, think about smaller institutions that may not have a legal team on staff, right? You're actually having individuals that are potentially in your compliance team, on your risk team, you know, maybe even potentially like CISOs that's even smaller companies that are actually doing this manually. And instead of focusing maybe on other core aspects of the business, they are again, you know, reading through this and parsing through this. So from an ROI standpoint, it's, you know, feasible to think that someone could spend hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of hours, depending on your regulatory body, a year on this. And instead of doing that, do you have the one-time uh, fee associated with having this, AI kicked off, and then not only is this a one-time 
um, exercise, you can have this kicked off on a regular, uh, recurring basis as well. So that way, if there's any changes in regulations, you're automatically alerted. So you don't have to, again, recomb through those regulations, et cetera. So you're on top of not only pre-existing regulations, but also new and revised regulations as well as they come out. So it's really going to be that human capital and man hour aspect that's going to be the key value driver here. And then also the user error aspect I alluded to earlier as well. Um, can you really quantify a user error based upon a final regula- uh, regulation? Um, I'm sure you can. It's all going to be dependent on the regulation itself. But you can always factor in as well if there were if there was perhaps a mistake or a misstep from a user perspective and something was missed, that fine or lawsuit, um, you know, carries some weight, not only from a financial perspective, but also from a reputational risk standpoint as well. I guess a question I have is sort of how the AI plays into this. Is it pre-trained by you in Ascent, or does the bank have to train the AI models, or um, how do do you sort of say I want to solve this compliance problem and only this problem, or does it sort of you you change it and adjust as compliance changes? How does that function? What's what role of this bank play in um in shaping it versus what's available just as a sort of package solution? Yeah, so I'd say for all of our partners, it is more or less going to be a proprietary database for each one. Um, however, generally what I've seen, just speaking in broad strokes, is that this is generally done on a regulation by regulation basis. Um, so the, the the learning in the AI itself is trained based upon the regulation itself. So as you can imagine, there's difference between financial regulations, the healthcare regulations, to insurance regulations, right? So um, it is trained based upon that verbiage and actual construction of these regulations. Um, this actual science behind it is proprietary, and I wouldn't want to speak out of turn there, but I do know that it is trained on each one of those um, type of tranches, if you will, based upon the regulation body type. So if you get a solution, it's for all compliance issues, not just one. Yes, was kind of my question. Yes, yes. It, it can. What we're seeing is that generally our partners started in specific markets and segments, but um, the popularity and the need is so great out there that we are having, so historically speaking, financial institutions, right? But now we, again, are seeing insurance, healthcare, and others saying that, hey, well, this is going to be a game changer for us as well. So my, our partners have adapted in a sense to be able to um, keep up with these trends and be able to support these as well. Um, so to answer your question in a very long-winded way, um, it is very um, customizable and uh, able to solve a plethora of use cases based upon the client need is what I generally see. And I guess just depending on how much you customize it, that sort of varies the price somewhat. Uh, Correct. So is there a range on that or something well, yeah. so that our smaller banks might know, oh, is this in my shooting range? Yeah, absolutely. So generally what we see is that price is generally dictated on the number of regulators that you want to monitor on a consistent basis, right? So it's generally based on a per regulator, regulator basis. It might be you know, 
a couple grand for uh, each regulator. But that being said, with all software, we do generally operate on economies of scale. So the more regulatory bodies you have to uh, manage, that price may go down. But we generally see somewhere in the ballpark between, you know, one to five, six, seven grand per regulator. But then generally that is, um, you know, if you have 50 or 100 regulators, that price does tend to uh, shrink per a, a regulatory body, if that makes sense. Sure. Are there any particular clients that you would like to mention? Um, from a client basis, you know, we do have a lot of regional uh, banks that are using this today from a financial aspect. And we are currently um, exploring some in the healthcare space as well that are looking to branch out. And as I mentioned, kind of explore those healthcare regulators as well. Um, none I can mention by name today, but, um, you know, we do have a handful of customers using this and, uh, we're actually uh, working on putting together some of those time savings to have a more quantifiable ROI there as well, but uh, rave, rave reviews so far from our side. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else that you wanted to say that maybe I didn't ask about? Um, I would just say that, you know, this is really cutting edge technology in the way that organizations are approaching red compliance that, you know, with anything as times evolve and technology evolves with it, the old ways of thinking sometimes um, are hard ingrained in these organizations, but you know, there are other options out there in terms of this. So uh, being able to have these cost savings and these man, man hour savings based upon this new technology has been really resonating throughout the market as well. And so really excited about this and taking this to the next level in the future as well as, Technology continues to improve and change uh, in the coming years. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Thank you for your time, and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more automation news. You can also follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Please don't hesitate to rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice.